welcome to Zebra Talk, the podcast where we shine a little light onto the lives and the untold stories of the people who slide on their knees and count the threes. That's right, I'm talking about the referees, and today I'm joined by one of our newest members of the referee community here on the West Coast. You've seen her on Primetime Live, you've seen her on Championship Wrestling from Hollywood, she's all over the UWN, she's actually our first full-time female official in the UWN. I'm so glad to have her here, Allison Lee. Hey! How you doing today? <laughs> I'm doing awesome. It's so warm out. It's January and it's 85 degrees. I'm having the best day. I'm in Oregon right now and it's January and it's probably about 32 degrees. So you enjoy okay. the sunshine for the both. <laughs> <laughs> I will. I will. I promise. Uh, how, how are things going? How's uh, your time during COVID? How's your you know holiday season? All of that stuff. Oh, uh, wow. Well, time during COVID... Lots of stories to tell there. Time during holiday season, super busy because my other job until I guess next month has been managing a comic book store. Which is so cool and we're totally <laughs> that, but yeah, go ahead, keep going. <laughs> yes, uh, time during COVID, surprisingly pretty great because that's when I started working for United Wrestling Network, which right. has been an amazing journey, so been very cool to see you like pick up the ball and just kind of like really run with it like yourself Chad Rico the two of you kind of like have been you know like step and step with each other with the UWN and it's really cool to see both of you guys like really spread your wings and like grow as referees so very proud of the work thank that you're you doing. thank you so much Chad is so actually uh the whole group of refs that are steadily working for a championship so supportive like i I'm so thankful for them. And the fact that we can all pull each other aside and give critiques to each other is really special. Absolutely. It's awesome. I like to talk a lot about how, uh, you know, myself and Jeremy, we were so lucky to have Nick move to Los Angeles and Mm -hmm. be there as a resource for us to, you know, like pick his brain and learn things from and have him, you know, like give us advice and things like that. And now it's just even better that like, you know, yourself, Chad, you know, we've got uh, a good little, like, there's five or six of us that, you know, can just all really, like, work with each other and bounce off of each other and compare notes and things like that. It's only going to make all of us that much better as referees. So it's great to have you. (laughs) Definitely. Thank Um, you. Yeah. Yeah. Let's get right into it. Tell us a little bit about yourself, you know, like, uh, who you are, where you're from, where, what was your first introduction to wrestling? Go ahead. Yeah, for sure. So I'm originally from Chicago. Well, suburb of Chicago, but I did live in Chicago proper. Got to spell that out or people will, you know. (laughs) But anyway, um, so wrestling's kind of been there my whole life. Um, I watched local indie wrestling in Illinois uh, when I was like 10 to 12, which is a really, I feel, unique experience uh, because a lot of people come up on just WWE. Um, And I I just wonder to this day if I still see some of those guys that I saw, (laughs) you know, around in the indie scene. But um, we would go do that. Um, Had a lot of WWE in my life. And then when I moved here, I started working with people who were heavily into wrestling. And I mean, the SoCal scene is just so incredible. Like you can go see, well, pre-COVID, you could go see a wrestling show every week if you wanted to, which is so amazing. So I was going to, yeah, (laughs) it's incredible. I mean, I feel like nowhere else is like that. So we would go together and um, I was lucky enough to go on the Jericho cruise and just to be in that tight bubble of fans and like that love and that energy 
I remember sitting at, at dinner on that cruise and being like, Hey, like I've been training athletically in Muay Thai. Like, I think I'm going to try and break into wrestling somehow. And it just so happens that I fell into refereeing and I freaking love it. So what was your transition into refereeing? Like, how did you uh, discover it? Like, where did it, did you uh, receive any like proper wrestling training anywhere? Like, uh, <laughs> Well, um, so I started dating, I went to uh, Peter Avalon's like re- little wrestling classes he would have, which were, which were so freaking cool. Yeah. Um, uh, for those of you who don't know, Peter Avalon was uh, the head trainer at the uh, United Wrestling Network um, Wrestle Center for a very long time. And it was one of the better classes I've ever been to. He's an absolutely fantastic wrestling teacher. But go ahead, continue. Yeah. Yeah. More to your point, like that, that school was so incredible. I heard about it through a friend and it was just in this little warehouse. So you'd have your ring surrounded by like these uh, lawn, lawn lights, lawn ornament lights. It was just so close. So it was such a cool like learning experience. And, uh, and my boyfriend was a trainer there. So uh, we met there. And so luckily through him, I would get to go to the shows and just help out any way I could. I, I love learning ring crew and everything about that. So one day we, we show up to a show and for whatever reason, the ref's not there. And the booker asks, Hey, uh, what do you do? Can you ref? And Ryan's like, absolutely. She can ref, you know? So he, (laughs) I was like, sure. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So he pulled out a giant shirt from his uh, trunk, you know, cause he refs too. Luckily um, he's a great, he's, he's a very intelligent, like uh, ring worker in general and a referee. So he pulls me aside with this wrestler named Bulletproof and he's like, all right, here we go, Allie. And he just, shows me everything and I go in there and I it I Iron Man like 11 matches uh like in an outdoor setting you know and then afterwards people are like hey you should just do this so I just started picking up bookings and I and I love it it's crazy how often that's the uh case for all of us you know we we get (laughs) the first time and people are just like hey you don't suck come back keep doing this yeah (laughs) That's awesome. I'm, I'm glad you yeah. had such a like organic, you know, like, uh, you know, successful transition into things. Um, how long ago was this? How, how long have you been refing now? Um, a little over a year. Okay, very cool. And like you said, yeah. you've been able to like cut your teeth during COVID, which like, man, you know, kudos to you for taking such a like crazy time where you know things are very uncertain in wrestling and like really making the best out of a a, a unfortunate situation yeah well it's fortunate that um united wrestling network has taken covid protocol extremely seriously so even though we were shooting every week we all were following strict strict protocol and no one got sick so that's amazing yeah so many places now you know even to this day we're in like a second lockdown in most places or a third lockdown in most places and there are still some places that are just a bunch of fans packed into a warehouse no masks and wrestlers are just doing their thing and like you know they're all adults and that's their right they can do what they want but like it's so scary to see (laughs) look uh all i can say without inciting whatever is it's just for me and ryan we're we're just being safe. So yeah. same. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Tell me a little bit about your first match. Uh, do you remember who it was like any of the specifics of the match? Like what was that experience like? For it, you? it was, it was, uh, so my very first match was having my boyfriend, you know, and bulletproof. And it was, <laughs> it was during, you know, uh, uh, California specific festival <laughs> just to put it <laughs> subtly. So yeah. the crowd was like, huh? 
like what's this you know like no one cared at all <laughs> yeah your, your face says it all um you know there's that one guy in the marty Skrull shirt who's just like yeah and he's like watching every match but everyone else is just like what's happening right so it was it was actually yes there's wrestling. he's there the whole day yeah he's risking heat stroke and he and he's like oh i didn't even know that wrestling would be at, at this show that i like so yeah. um <laughs> So it's luckily it's extremely low pressure, right? Because no one cares. And I'm, I've always, with any performance I've done in my life, because I used to do like comedy and stuff like that. As long as I tell myself, yeah, no one really cares. When I go out there, it's so much easier <laughs> to do yeah. it, you know? Uh, like you're the most worried about yourself than anyone else's is, yeah. is what I mean by that. But anyway, so I had them, I had uh, the Wolf Zaddies against each other and they had the most fun match ever. Cause they, by the end of the day, when they wrestled, like no one was there. So they just kind of shot on each other and it was so much fun. And they, they put on a great match and we're goofing around. I had uh, Anthony Idol in a match and he immediately taught me a lot of lingo. Mm-hmm. He's like, Hey, go tell this person that. And I'm like, okay, I don't know what that means, but I'm gonna go do it. You know, that's what makes me a good ref. And uh, yeah, so it was great. And Ryan and I went to like Cracker Barrel after and he's like, I had the worst match ever. And I was like, I had a great day. I'm having two chocolate milks. I had my debut. This is great. So like, I'm was... sorry that you had our time, but it was great for me. I got 11 matches. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. I got so much experience. Um, and then luckily from there, I was like that, that promotion hired me, which was really great. And then um, at MPW, I was able to train every week and that, and training under Ray Rosas is like a freaking blessing. Absolutely. So that was really Rosas cool. Is one of the more talented people uh, out of the West coast, you know, and MPW yeah. I don't think really gets enough credit because, you know, the shows that they ran were a little bit smaller scale, but like, boy, did they crank out some really great wrestlers and Ray's just so true one of the better people that we've had at Hollywood for the last, like, I don't even know, 10 years, something like that. He's uh, amazing. PP Ray all day. Yes, absolutely. (laughs) Yeah. That show was so much fun, even though they were small shows, basically because they were weekly and, and everything. uh, I loved the fans. Like I started going to see, you know, Ryan. And so I would just be a fan. And then when they saw me put the shirt on, they were very receptive to me. They were like, Oh, it's that girl, you know? (laughs) So, yeah. I didn't know that you had been a fan as long as you had. I've heard your Jericho Cruise story before, but uh, for some reason I made up this story in my head that like you were newer to the wrestling world. Please tell me a little bit more about like your history with wrestling. Like what was the, uh, the Chicago show that you were going to, if you don't mind me asking. No, for sure. Um, So I would say that um, comics and wrestling are pretty similar, right? So I would say that my focus in life was more on obsessing and learning about comics, but wrestling sort of formed that love in a lot of ways. They're very similar. So when I was seriously like 10 years old in the suburbs of Illinois, I was, I'll have to do some research and figure out what, what promotion it was, but I would see these gimmicks like garbage man, plumber, (laughs) just like just like classic stuff and they were heels and they were faces and I remember really liking the garbage man guy and he was a heel so I stood up and I was like yeah garbage man he was like sit down you're not supposed to be a fan of me and I was like oh Uh, (laughs) so I just like who I like I'm I'm really into the Joker I really like Darth Vader I know right (laughs) (laughs) I like yeah I like I guess I don't know I was too fabe for that guy or whatever but (laughs) but um 
Oh yeah, so so that and then that that same friend I would go to those shows with loved WWE. Like so I I would watch a lot of wrestling with her and then it didn't really take until I was able to physically go as an adult to these shows and that's when I was like, "Oh, I, I get it." Very cool. Uh, let, you kind of touched on it a bit. Let's uh, dive into the comic book side of you. I mean, that's a huge part of who you are as a person. Obviously, you've got a number of different comic book tattoos. You work at a comic shop yourself. Like, uh, tell me a little bit about like your love for comics. Let's dive on in. Yeah, I don't know. It's weird because I'm the only person in my family who really has a love for it. I just kind of formed it as a kid, uh, being exposed to like uh, comics like Bone. I love. I had boxes of Archie Digest and I would read them every day religiously and um, some kid at church camp gave me a Hellboy comic and that was really the end of it. Then I, I got super into it. So when I moved to Chicago, um, I, I sort of kind of just dropped out of school and and decided to go to the city and, and try to do something there and I got my job there and I just I love it. Uh, the community is just like wrestling really the community is really phenomenal. Um, going to Comic-Con and meeting people there has like made me super rich in life experiences. It's like the craziest stuff. Absolutely. And uh, uh, you say that you got your job there. What is it that you were doing in the comic scene? Well, uh, well, I, I have just really been at the forefront of local comic shops. Mm -hmm. So just managing them, being there 40, 50 hours a week, um, and it's really cool. It's like being underwater in a way because the comics world moves so fast. And when you're immersed in it, you just know so much. And and I would call myself an expert at this point on, you know, on pretty much any comic. So that's it's been really cool. Uh, let's hear a little bit about like what your favorites are these days. Obviously, Hellboy was a big influence on yourself. So. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but what, oh, nice. <laughs> what are you diving into these days? What really gets you going? Just want to say you're in the right place because Dark Horse is based in uh, Portland. So you probably know that. Okay. <laughs> There's some great shops out there too. Uh, but anyway, um, man, you know, this year has been rough for comics and I totally get why. But for me, DC has always been there. Um, the, the imprint of DC called Vertigo, mm -hmm. basically a religious experience to dive into that. Anyone can find something that'll truly freaking connect with your soul. Uh, especially for me, I love Grant Morrison. I mean, the dude legit is on a different level, like takes psychedelics, I swear, because he does not live in this realm. Like he has to, to survive, you know? And uh, I love, I love overly creative stuff like that. Sure. Um, yeah. And, and art has always been like a huge influence for me. So it's just a perfect marriage. Right. And also, um, you know, comics are kind of America's uh, and in a way wrestling is too. C comics are kind of America's mythology. Superman yeah. and Batman are original to America and those are our legends. Yeah. So as well as, you know, professional wrestling, same thing, you know, our Hulk Hogan, exactly. John Cena, The Rock, whatever, like those are our like Greek mythology. Yeah, absolutely. Exactly. And I totally agree with that. Superman is something that, you know, was born here and it'll live on as like a, a, a endless, you know, like infinite uh, part of Americana history. And like you said, mythology. Very cool. Yeah, uh, it, it really, it really, Go ahead. Oh, it just um, characters like that and, and and characters like Hulk Hogan and stuff like that. Really, it's really special to see them connect with people, whether they're young or old. Like, it seems like these characters like wedge themselves into people's identities. And I, I just am very attracted to that, which is why I think I ultimately fell into wrestling, too. So 
Absolutely. And it makes sense to me that you would be more so of like a DC person because like I've always kind of uh, felt like DC versus Marvel, like I don't really uh, subscribe to one side or the other. I'm a comic book fan, uh, but I've always found that um, DC versus Marvel is kind of synonymous with like Star Wars versus Star Trek. Like Star Wars and Marvel are very much like kind of the same side of the coin, right? Where they're like, they're really impressive and fun and interesting and pretty. Uh, and the stories are very compelling and good. You know, obviously there's some amazing stories in both of those uh, genres, but then, you know, with Star Trek and DC, like those are the like really, really, really like, um, like you were saying, you know, imaginative and very uh, more like not necessarily scientifically accurate because like, obviously it's still a comic book world, but it's more so based in like, inside of that universe fact you know what i mean as a mm-hmm. kind of like imagination and fun and magic and things like that it's definitely for the more like yeah. hardcore fans i've found um yeah. i i definitely agree with that i think uh and think about the huge gap between when the two were created you've got dc in the late 30s people yeah. wanted big shiny golden gods and idols to look up to and by the time you get to like the 60s it's flawed characters it's interesting problems to hold on to and you know i'm just kind of a face guy and i like i like the gods yeah yeah <laughs> um, <laughs> let's swing back on over into wrestling uh, okay <laughs> tell me a little bit about what you were doing for primetime live and for hollywood what's the most recent match that you've ref? let's start there okay that would have been ah that would have been december 1st it would have been primetime but all of that time kind of blurs together. But my last show on primetime, I think I had two or three matches was my best because I had just uh, done critiques with Ref Aubrey. And whoa, I needed that. And I actually (laughs) need a lot more critiques. But for her to, um, like, she's very good with positioning because she's a dancer. She's graceful. She really understands the psychology of body. She if you watch that compared to my old primetime stuff, it's night and day, like my positioning and everything. I feel like Um, no matter how much training you can get from wrestling people, um, they're, unless, you know, they're uh, aware of these things. Uh, It's something that Nick brings up a lot as well uh, as Aubrey. And I like to kind of chime in with people as well. It's like wrestling, obviously it's about psychology and it's about moves and it's about stories and stuff like that. But like the actual imagery that you're creating is so important as well mm-hmm. likes to talk a lot about like renaissance paintings how like the mm-hmm. uh, you know um balance of everything that you're seeing everything being like centered or like you know in, in a sort of like pyramidal configuration like it's really really important you know ballet is all about like making beautiful images and having long gorgeous lines and stuff like that so it's a whole nother aspect of wrestling that i think really gets overlooked mm-hmm. by a lot of like traditional wrestling training and i'm happy to be hearing more and more of it uh, as we progress on. Yeah, you know, I was talking to Chad, uh, who oh, I love Chad, but he he trains with Marty Elias. And he was kind of saying, this. we're kind of getting the same notes on like, uh, you know, on an equal level, which has been really cool. And he he's someone who really understands a lot of tricks about making it look really good. So Ooh. 
I, okay. yeah, he's Her someone. Mania's uh, understands wrestling. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Oh, I mean, I mean, uh, just Chad himself, actually. Oh, okay, gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Clear, clearly listening to his mentors and taking some really cool physical tricks from from Marty and everyone else he's watched. So, absolutely, it's and cool to see. You know, obviously, you know, you say it's like night and day, but like it's it's of course going to be like that for quite a while. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm yeah. You know, I've got a few years on you, but like, I'm still at the point where I'm being told things that, you know, have that click moment. It's like, oh man, you know, like I uh, just recently got access, uh, just recently, um, what am I trying to say? Joined the High Spots Network and I've been starting to look at like all my PWG matches and then the Evolve matches have been added to the WWE Network lately. And I'm watching these and I'm like, man you got work to do brother <laughs> like you, you need to pick <laughs> these apart <laughs> it's nice to be able to like, know what you know but like see yourself in these scenarios and be like all right this and this and this and this and it's this. tough it's the hardest part is to sit down i have three episodes of championship i'm still sitting on because it takes a little emotional weight to to watch yourself fail sometimes or I mean, we're all our own harshest critics and nobody's ever going to make exactly. us worse than our own minds. But, you know, it's up to us to make sure that we, you know, stay focused and, uh, you know, turn it towards a positive, obviously. Yeah. Uh, go ahead. Oh, um, I don't remember what I was going to say. So you go ahead. <laughs> well, uh, we've talked about your first match. We've talked about your most recent match. Do you have a favorite mm-hmm. match so far? Obviously you're still a little new, but uh, I'm sure you know, you've had some that really stand out so far. Yeah, I, I do enjoy being in gimmicky matches. I have to say I like, because I myself like gimmicky characters in DC and in wrestling. Um, and it, it's, no, it's not favoritism or anything. It's just what, what brings color to my cheeks is something goofy. So um, I did tell this story already, but there's a wrestler, you know, who likes to, uh, you know, kick people in, you know, below the belt (laughs) in places. And I just loved that he was telling his opponent, like, we're going to do this, this and this. And then the and then it was Jerry Jiglow he was facing. It's Kikotaro and Jerry Jiglow. And he was like, well, our ref is is her. And he was like, oh, that's okay." And so (laughs) he he decided to do the spot anyway. And it was even funnier. You know, so talking about Kikotaro is like one of my favorite people to work with. And like he uh, for those of you who haven't watched him or are unfamiliar with him, uh, he's as Colt Cabana has said many times, the funniest comedy wrestler in the history of comedy wrestling. Um, he's got yes. uh, a, a few matches in his back pocket that he can just kind of pull out with whoever's around. And uh, there's one in particular where everybody ends up getting hit in the jewels and uh, it affects the outcome of the match. And it's, it's quite a fun thing to watch, <laughs> even more fun yeah. to be part of. <laughs> Yeah, he's, it's cool because every time I've worked with him, he just, he, he's like, all right, this is it. This is the match. Da, 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 da. And I'm like, wow. Like he just, he knows and he knows who he's working with. Yeah. yeah. And it's awesome. So I, I, I like being a part of that where, because um, I have been to shows where they're like, no, 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 you're not taking a bump. It's like, come on, man. You know? Sure. So you're I like shows. Being. I'm not just a girl. Okay. <laughs> yeah. And it was like, oh, like somebody wanted to chop me who cares? I'll take a chop. Like, they're like, no, no, that would compromise our Christianity at the show, you know, in Orange County. So, (laughs) but yeah, so 
so I like any any promotion that lets me or any any workers who want to include me in any way that they would include, you know, a, a male referee is cool. Sure, absolutely. Uh, you know, you touched on it a little bit here. Let's just go right into it. Like what kind of um, obstacles or hurdles do you feel like you've had to overcome as a female referee? Obviously, you know, we've got Aubrey and Jessica and Aja and Artemis are, you know, making huge waves in the uh, higher up promotions but you know even still down on an indie level it's rather new to have a, uh, a female referee at most places including obviously uh, the United Wrestling Network so tell us a little bit about your experiences. Well, it's always hard to say if I'm getting quote unquote discriminated against which I use very loosely um, for my my greenness or my gender you know so I the most quote unquote discrimination I've received is because I'm probably green. Sure. So, or the other side of it is you, you're a green ref, you know? And so I'll come up to people and be like, what do you, you know, what do you want to do? And they're like, ah, oh, you're bothering me, you know? And it's like, that's fine. But um, it would be better if I felt more like a team player, you know, and, and could be utilized and not a nuisance. It's just a psychology thing that I wish, people kind of thought of and it's not really a big deal but it, it sort of is soul soul crushing a little bit when it happens it isn't really like a big deal quote unquote but only because yeah. it happens to so many of us and like even yeah. you know people that have been around for a long time we still have those interactions with people especially you know like uh, people who've been around for a long time or maybe you know people that you're interacting with for the first time they love to give you that old elbow elbow like what's the finish oh it's when you count three brother like i've literally yeah <laughs> so literally that's been told to me and it's like okay I mean, but like I'm, I'm here to help you you know yeah it, it's it's just a thing i think it comes from a place of like wanting to be uh wanting to like have camaraderie and like be joking with you and everything and maybe they don't necessarily like realize how stressful that is for us and that's probably because uh you know we're in a position as referees where we don't really have the ability to talk to people about how stressful that is uh you know mm. it's supposed to be so like um subservient <laughs> i know yeah it, it's it's like, uh, you, you'll know the people who do understand the role. I've had a lot of workers say to me, like, I could never be a ref. Too much pressure. Yeah. I'm like, <laughs> but I do want to go out of my way to say that every promotion I've worked at in SoCal has been extremely respectful to me. Um, and Aaron at United Wrestling and Championship goes out of his way to regularly ask me, are people being cool to you? Very cool. So, good to hear. So I've, I've had, yeah, I've had a really good experience everywhere. It's not so much like, you know, special treatment or anything. He's not trying to call right. you or anything. He's just trying to make sure, you know, like people are being respectful and not taking advantage of you or being inappropriate or anything, which I'm sure you appreciate. Yes. There are times when I'm the only woman there, you know, so sure out of like, often. <laughs> yeah, out of like 20, 30 men. That's also why it's great to have Aubrey, because right off the bat in our first session, I was like, let me ask you some things about nuanced things that women experience that men you know probably don't and she was really able to like lay some down some advice for me and it's it's just hard because women are still kind of a minority and and in my opinion that's where they don't feel like they can speak up is because if you feel like you're not included and you're a guest there or uh 
you know, kind of a, an example of something, then you don't want to make waves. Yeah, absolutely. I totally understand. Um, yeah. You've been able to form relationships with some of the other people uh, that, you know, like Jess or Aja or any of the other, uh, you know, higher up female referees. Have you reached out to any of the other like indie female referees? I have it. I mean, it makes me sweaty just to think about it because <laughs> I think they're so great. I would love to. I would, I, I especially have been watching Jess for a long time now. She's been around for like three, four years at, at NXT and WWE, and I would, I would love to pick her brain. So maybe Mr. Zebra Talk can make it happen, but. Uh, <laughs> maybe. <laughs> <laughs> um, we talked about match styles that you love to take part, uh, take part in. Flart, that's a word. Um, yeah. What kind of matches do you maybe not really like to take part in? Is there anything that like you get assigned on the card? And I know you've been having a little trouble with tag team matches lately. We've been tag teams, <laughs> six mans. I'm just like, all right, I'm chill. <laughs> you know what? Seven. I'm out of here. Oh, yeah. Mother. Okay. You know what the funny thing about that is like, um, you know no referee really wants to take part in like an eight or ten man tag team match like you know it's, it's gonna be so many moving parts and so many people that are all just like there's testosterone and ego and so much stuff flying around and everybody's trying to get their stuff in uh it's funny that it just kind of goes without saying that one of those matches on a card is going to go to the youngest referee on the card. Yeah. <laughs> the least equipped to handle that match, <laughs> which I never I agree. Really thought of until this moment, <laughs> you know, it'd probably be a lot more effective to have like, you know, uh, Nick or like Rick Knox in like a match like that than putting like me or yourself or somebody into something like that. But what are you going to do? <laughs> As seniority, they can be like, hey, listen, I've done enough of those. It's your turn. Like, <laughs> but oh, like great. we were talking about uh, not too long ago, you were a little worried that like maybe uh, that you were getting tag team matches because uh, you were trying to like have your weaknesses exposed when the uh, reality from my experience is that that's actually more so people just throwing you into the deep end to make you swim rather than to yes. just drown. Um, I I agree and I because Nick was booking it or whatever I I always knew that right because he's someone who would net who always does he's just like a, a pure freaking soul and he would never do anything that would go but it's a lot of pressure because I want to do the I'm a perfectionist I want to do the best job on this brand new pay-per-view and so it's just a lot of stress and pressure to to be told, okay, well, don't mess this up, you know? Um, but at the same time, I'm extremely grateful because I know that United Wrestling is for people to cut their teeth on TV. So it's like, thank you so, so much for throwing me into something that is always going to be the most difficult. From here on out, it's going to be easier. Absolutely. Uh, you yeah. mentioned, you know, high stress, difficult situations. Have you had any moments yet that were, you know, like one of those nights where, you know, something happened whether it's an injury or you know your match got cut short or whatever it was but like one of those like really difficult moments uh where you had to really just like think on the fly and kind of just make things work uh tell me about that i think um hmm i think i'm still developing that skill Sure. That's something that i sort of am learning through live television pay-per-views which is um, scary. <laughs> it is. It it's that's that's where the stress comes in. So I basically anytime I'm still at the point where I'll make the mistake, 
um, and then go back and be like, what on earth could I have done to prevent this? And luckily, there's always a myriad of good answers. So my first episode, you know, it was rough because we were still working out kinks and everything. But in my tag team, you know, I absolutely just got buried, you know, and it it wasn't it wasn't really the workers fault. It was a number of things, you know, it happens, whatever. But um, afterwards, uh, Maria Canellis was like, you need to do this. And it was like the best advice ever. And she she's she's a worker and she like went out of her way to like give me that advice. And that was super cool. And then you've got the Santino's guys there who are always so helpful. So you just uh, you just learn and you learn and then you don't do it again and you make a different mistake next time and that's just how you do it yeah you're uh fortunate to be learning from so many very experienced successful people even if it is you know on television and on the fly but uh it's a little unfortunate i don't think you've really had you know like obviously you're very one-on-one with nick and with aubrey and things like that uh after the fact but you haven't really had a chance to have like a ref trainer right I mean, uh, that is true because when I was going to class at MPW, technically none of them are referees. Sure, yeah, which is kind of an experience that like the majority, I would say, of us have had, you know, like uh, it's a very Mm. common issue in the referee community that like, you know, we all wanted to get in and we all went to a wrestling school and then come to find out we're going to learn how to roll and bump and do psychology and spots and stuff like that, which was awesome. I loved learning how to wrestle. Yeah. Yeah, it's so difficult to um, figure out how to do things the right way without somebody that's just there designated to teach you how to do things. Yeah, I I agree. And to your point about learning to wrestle, so important. Luckily, I had already been doing some wrestling training and, you know, the the man is uh, is a wrestling trainer, basically. Mm -hmm. So I've continue to, to train at home, you know, just get them in a fucking head, headlock sometimes, you know, just like, shut up, but (laughs) the man, but, uh, um, yeah, no, I, I definitely like the minute it's safe, I'm gonna find a school and just, yeah, train in the ring with the guys who need the practice. Cause that's so beneficial and definitely find a school that somebody can specifically train me in roughing. I told Aubrey, like, the minute that wherever she trains at opens up, buying a ticket, going there, you know? Right. <laughs> yeah. Um, are there any other referees that, you know, like, Aubrey is an incredible referee, but obviously she is very new herself. Are there any mm-hmm. more referees that you like to watch and study or anything like that? You know, any of the AEW, WWE impact, wherever it is, uh, who do you like to watch? Yeah, I have mentioned uh, for training, I I do like to watch refs who look like me. So you and Nick are roughly my height and weight. And so that's been nice to watch you guys. Um, And luckily, I've gotten to see you guys live many times. So that's super cool. Um, um, And I've been watching Jess for a long time. Um, And then outside of that, I try and study the the classics, you know, like Kyoto and uh marty elias and yeah just saw all the greats who who really understand like psychology very cool Um, yeah referees uh, often have a ton of jobs to do at the shows that they're on Uh, have you been able to take part in any of the other you know like roles that referees play were you a part of ring crew were you driving any trucks like what kind of stuff did you have to do backstage that maybe people didn't know about Yeah, I don't know if it's because I'm Midwestern, but I just have this insane work ethic. Like, it just (laughs) makes me be like, you have to be the most useful at all times. Okay, great. Kansas, same. So, (laughs) 
Yes, exactly. You get it. So, and I think Nick does too, East Coast. So, um, like anytime I'm refing, I'm going to be at Ring Crew and Ryan's the same way. We both go to Ring Crew, you know, um, when I went to Memphis, I was uh, MVP there, like did Ring Crew, drove around the wrestlers, like just was that go-to guy. And I would love to have that as it, when I get signed, uh, if I get signed, uh, like I'm so down for that extra work. I think it's so fulfilling and awesome. And uh, it's just cool being like the biggest cog in the wheel sometimes, you know? It's great to like see all the different moving parts and see all the things, you know, once the curtains pulled back, like all the, uh, the roles that have to be filled and all the different moving, moving parts, like I said, you know, that like make the whole machine, like you're saying, like a cog in the wheel, make the machine roll. And um, there's a lot more to it than just setting up a ring and getting in it. So true. Yeah. And I hope at some point um, when people feel comfortable, I can be part of some of the narrative, you know, because having studied stories for so much of my life, I'm, I'm pretty good at telling them too. And I hope at some point I get a chance to get creative with it. Right. Same. I mean, I'm uh, from a theater background, you know, I was in theater for like 20 years and uh, I'm just right. Like, I'm not going to start a promotion on my own. I ain't got the money for that. But like when somebody needs a writer, oh, <laughs> oh that would be perfect for you. Right. <laughs> um, that would be awesome. You touched on that a little bit with Memphis. Uh, you know, we travel a ton in uh, professional wrestling. Is that the farthest that you've traveled? Tell me a little bit about your experiences with like, you know, life on the road and things like that. Yeah, just because just because COVID kind of hit when I was getting momentum um, that is the case. Um, someone gave me really great advice to instead of, and obviously post COVID, right? Instead of wasting money on a bunch of small promotions in the area, save money and travel to Texas, travel to the East Coast and get my name out there. So uh, when it's a little more chill, I do want to go to Texas. Uh, maybe Hurricane Pro would give me a shot and stuff like that. And, uh, but yeah, I mean, we went to Arizona to debut on championship wrestling in general, which was amazing. Bought so many rocks. It's incredible. <laughs> so many rocks in Arizona. Anyway, and then uh, Memphis is definitely the first, furthest I've gone. And I went in October for a really fun Halloween show. You know, you may feel like you're new and that, you know, you haven't really like done that much yet, but you've actually done something I've never had a chance to do. You've been on championship wrestling from Arizona. Oh, that's so crazy. What? I haven't gotten there yet. Actually, I, maybe. I went to a show once, but I'm not sure if it was televised or not. But yeah, anyway, uh, I've been to Arizona a ton for wrestling. But yeah, just um, out, even when I was living in the house, uh, the van that they would take there was like too full of people. So like, it was just, oh. <laughs> I miss out on it. But that's wild. Getting yourself out there and getting to be on the show. Like, what was that? Well, yeah, so I have to pay my dues really quick because I was on Alpha Omega, because Ryan gave me a chance and because Jeff Coles was there. He was the one who was like, I want this girl to like replace me because he was retiring, replace me at Arizona. So he like bless him forever and ever. He saw something in me uh, as a complete new glasses on in the ring and <laughs> decided <laughs> then decided to give me my, my shot out there. So thank you so much to Ryan and... Uh, and Jeff for doing that. And that experience was so scary. We still had a live audience at the time and it was my first time with an earpiece and you're just like, I hope it doesn't come out the whole time. <laughs> uh, I had just worn contacts for the second time in my life. I was terrified to take them out at night, you know? 
but it was it was so great. I learned so much so fast, and every and when I came out, the audience clapped just because I was you know like a, the first female referee they'd seen there. Oh. So that was <laughs> so cool. And I think I need to rewatch the episode because I, I want to watch that moment again sometime. But it was like absolutely like chilling. It's amazing, like, you know, we don't need to be the center of focus. We don't need to be, like, the main character or anything like that. But, like, when you have one of those moments of recognition from the audience, it's, it's incomparable. Like, uh, you know, we get it so rarely. Like, when, um, when I made my uh, debut for PWG, like, uh, I didn't really, like, I knew that I knew a bunch of people in the audience just as friends that were, you know, like, fans from other shows and things like that. But I wasn't expecting any reaction. But I love to surprise people with my debut places. I never tell people when I'm going to debut somewhere. That's but awesome. <laughs> that, uh, that, you know, reaction. Uh, I want that like, oh, hey, that's my friend. Cool. Awesome. Good for you. Um, and I got a chant. <laughs> I was like, that's cool. Oh, well, you'd always, you'd always get a chant at bar. <laughs> people loved you at bar. Uh, it was it was really, really nice to be so well received by people. Uh, you know, like I think the the audience and the fans especially in the southern california area like they really see the work that we put in uh and they really want us to be successful and they want to be a part of that success and you know like help as much as possible obviously yeah merch they're going to the shows like it's insane if you really think about it, it. like uh deshaun two cents or like you know um daniel or like a handful yeah. of the other fans you know you think about it like when covid wasn't a thing they're at like three to four shows a weekend like wearing the shirts right they're you buying know? more stuff like these guys their whole lives is centered around making sure that they're there for the moments they're loving every minute of it and they're trying to support us as much as possible following our dreams and making sure that they're a part of them and it's i don't think they get enough credit you know yeah yeah i agree uh when i was first going to bar and i had started training to wrestle um they I guess saw me enough times in the front row and they're like gang gang and that group of people Sean Anthony Daniel yeah J uh Hiban just uh, Justin just so like what a family yeah. and so and not haters at all just completely supportive and I I've been watching Lucha Underground for like the first time because it's finally like available on streaming or whatever and they're it's like oh look at they're all there like they were they've been there the whole time whipping somebody with a belt <laughs> exactly yeah there's a sister like everyone's everyone's there and it's so special it like I, I don't think I would have gotten this far without them and for them to to support me in the transition from fan to to worker has they they're all so cool about it yeah and yeah it's just it's been amazing it's such a family out yeah, here. It's a wonderful, welcoming, you know, very immersive, inclusive family. I, I really love so true. Part of the Southern California wrestling scene. I don't know if I would have stayed around wrestling as long as I have if I came up in some of the other areas that maybe aren't necessarily like as family oriented and friendly and like you know, helping and welcoming as we have in Southern California. So thank you so I agree and I <laughs> Seriously. And, and I want to thank like the promoters who were putting on those shows like PWG suburban fight suburban fight is such a unique experience and those same people are there. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I'm always going to be sad that I didn't get to ref uh, a show that Nick offered me, but I was already booked, but hopefully when it comes back, I can do that. Um, but yeah, yeah, that, that whole synergy between everything here is absolutely magical. Absolutely. Um, we, 
are winding down a little bit. You have made quite a name for yourself in a very brief amount of time, which, you know, kudos to you. you. Don't let your head get too big, but I would tell anybody that. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Don't worry. (laughs) You've accomplished a lot. You've crossed a lot of goals off of your list, which, you know, it happens in wrestling. You don't think it's going to happen, but then it does. Uh, What kind of goals do you still have for yourself? What, uh, what, um, you know, mountains are you trying to climb right now? Yeah. I mean, I, I'm working really hard to be signed. You know, Um, I, I'm just studying, putting in tons of physical work at the gym, stuff that's like glute heavy to make my roughing better, practicing my counts. Um, I'm just doing, I'm just making it a focus and really trying to get signed. And, and if I do like, I'll just work my butt off for them, just do everything they ask of me, you know? So that's a goal. Um, but s- smaller goals would be uh, bigger counts you know, <laughs> just the little things, better psychology. <laughs> no, cool. count down now. That's my new thing, counting down. Uh, and uh, always just trying to be a better student, always trying to take my critiques as well as possible. Sometimes that emotion rises up of like shame or or defiance or anything. And, and it's constant practice to swallow it and just accept the critique, you know, whoever it's coming from. I mean, we're human beings. It's hard to hear that, you know, this is what you did wrong and this is the way that you should do it. But like, that's one of the uh, more important skills for us to learn in professional wrestling is like being able to hear that people and not let, you know, the hairs on the back of our necks stick up and be like, well, well, (laughs) you know? Yeah, but. (laughs) Uh, Very cool. Uh, before we get out of here, I like to give everybody an opportunity to plug anything you like, uh, take like three or four okay. minutes, you know, uh, let people know where they can find you on social media. If there's any shows that you think people should be watching that maybe they're not, or that, you know, you were a part of that you'd like them to check out. If there's any wrestlers that you think people may not have eyes on yet that you think they should check out. If you got merch, anything like that, uh, take the time, get over whatever you need to get over. All right, cool. Well, personally for me, I'm pretty much rocking on United Wrestling Network, like full time here. So championship wrestling, always free on YouTube. Basically up and coming people you're going to see on WWE, AEW are on that show right now. Same with primetime. It's a, it's such a quality show. It's a beautiful show. Um, there's a lot happening there that crosses over with AEW. Um, so that's, that's, you have to watch that. Um, man, up and coming wrestlers. Um, I've always been a huge fan of uh, Doomfly. They just they just hit my 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 goofy. I don't know, like fun, vibrant. Yeah, and uh, um, I really who uh, Doomfly is. Eli Everfly and Delilah Doom are one of the better intergender tag teams I've ever seen. And like you know, I'm I'm not here to like argue with people about whether or not intergender wrestling is okay. I'm a big supporter of it, but like even by just traditional tag team standards like they're a really fun tag team so go ahead continue yes I agree I I they just like bring color to my cheeks you know and then someone who's been really supportive uh to me and I've just seen work her butt off all the time is Heather Morrow and it just confuses me like you know I just I just need her to be signed soon because she how is Heather she, <laughs> she she turns every match into something good. She's just a hard worker and she's a she's a delight of a human and she's been very nice to me since I since I arrived. So um, she's really great. And then uh, currently my main uh, social media is Instagram 
axis underscore cat. And then uh, I swear I'm getting a Twitter. I have all these hilarious <laughs> thoughts in my head and nowhere to put them. So I'm going to get a Twitter soon. Put my humor. <laughs> I know. Not on Facebook. No one has a sense of humor there, you know. Yeah, everybody's just Everyone's upset. Yeah. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I'm done. But yeah, so eventually it'll probably be Raph Allison Lee if I had to guess. But yeah, follow uh, it on the IG. Do you want to spell out Axis Cat for people real quick? Oh, sure. It's A-X-I-S underscore C-A-T. Very cool. All right. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for being here. I really appreciate you taking some time out of your day to have a conversation with me. And uh, yeah, it's been really cool talking to you. I love taking this time to like get to know people. Like, I didn't even know you've been watching wrestling your whole life. Like, I've known you for years. And like, it. <laughs> things about people when you take five minutes to sit down or you know 60 minutes to sit down with them and you know like <laughs> their brain a little bit it's nice um uh, so yeah thank you thank, you. Uh, thank it, you for everything you do they yeah. like thank you so much seriously i'm more than happy to do it you know like uh the comments that i hear from referees you know like i hear from Knox, like oh i wish zebra talk was a thing when i was coming up like that is why i do it the fact that you know the zebra talk fund is a thing now uh, that's why I do it. You know, I, I want people to be able to grow as referees and I want people to have opportunities that maybe they weren't necessarily going to be able to get before it existed. So yeah, I'm more than happy yeah. to do everything that I'm doing. <laughs> so helpful. Thank you. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen, for joining us here today on Zebra Talk. If you would like to support the Zebra Talk Fund, you can find us on prowrestlingtees.com backslash Zebra Talk. We've got sweaters, we've got shirts, we've got hats, we've got COVID masks, we've got uh, track suits are available if you reach out to me individually. Uh, we've got pins that are about to come out. Haven't talked about those yet, but they're going to hit the airwaves soon, brother. Mid-card pins, put them over a little bit. Um, if you would like to be on the show, if you're a referee, uh, I'm more than happy to talk to whoever's out there. Send me an email at zebratalk123 at gmail.com. That's also where you send an application to be uh, awarded the Zebra Talk Fund. And if you would like to find uh, Zebra Talk on uh, social media, excuse me. Yeah, we are on Instagram, Twitter, YouTube. Obviously, the original group is on Facebook. If you're a referee and you're not in the group yet, please reach out to me. I'm on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, uh, Odie Brown on Facebook, and then Odie, the number one Kenobi on uh, Instagram and Twitter. And yeah, let's talk. Let's get you on Zebra Talk and let's get the ball rolling. Thank you so much for being here again, Allison. It was awesome getting a chance to talk to you. Yes, thank you so much for having me. All right, until next time. See you guys.